Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. I love the Word of God. We've got about 20 minutes here. How many think you could listen for 20 minutes? Amen. So we're in a series called Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to go over all the details that I have before. If you want to listen to the messages, you can. they're available, almost all of them, uh, audio and video, but they're all available audio um, on the website, faithfamilybuildings.com, if you want to go there. But this morning, I want to come out with a couple of points on the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the fact that He is God. How many know Holy, the Holy Spirit is God? Amen? And so, um, one of our main scriptures here is John chapter 14. And uh, there's another one in Luke, but I'm not going to go to that one right now for time's sake. Like I said, they are available if you want to go back and listen to them. One of the best things you can do for yourself is feed on the Word of God. I mean, just read it. Sometimes people have said to me, well, I don't understand it. Just keep reading it. The Holy Spirit will teach you. He'll show you things. Amen? He's the best teacher in all the planet. So... Uh, you're okay with him. Um, But John chapter 14, uh, and then in verse number, starting in verse number 16, I'm going to read, and I will pray the Father, this is Jesus, we know that Jesus' prayers always get answered, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, say it with me, I know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. So not only is he in you, but he's with you. Praise the Lord. You're in a good position. I will not leave you as orphans. Somebody say it with me. I am not an orphan. You say, my parents were not heads. I don't care if you're saved. You are not an orphan. Amen. I am not an orphan. You know, my parents didn't do everything right, but I don't sit around and think about what they did wrong. Are you nuts? <laughs> Somebody say no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Why torture myself over mistakes they made? Or even live in it? It's not fair. I'm going to tell you what my grandpa told me, which means this is going to hurt. <laughs> if any of you know my grandpa, <laughs> life's not fair. People say, well, that's insensitive. Only if I don't have your good in mind. And I have your good in mind. In other words, I know that if you follow that path of bitterness and unforgiveness against what they... I'm not saying they didn't do you wrong. I know if you follow it, it will eat you up. It will do nothing for them. So say it with me. I forgive forgive. everyone everyone that's hurt me. I loved what Mark said this morning. Oh, my goodness. That is so good. Do you know how many hurts are in ministry potentially? Oh, my gosh. Just hang around people. People run around. They go, I got hurt by this and that, acting like they've never hurt anybody. Hello. There's nobody innocent in this deal. Contrary to what the world and the news media might want you to believe. But that's the spirit of Antichrist. You are not an orphan. I am not an orphan. And we are not left comfortless and hopeless. And so what I want to talk about today is, and let's go to Psalm 139. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. That's a fancy word for he's everywhere. 
The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Psalm 139, let's go there. He is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. So can you go anywhere that he's not? No. Come on, watch this now. Even now, you can't go anywhere where he's not because he lives in you if you're born again. Now, if you're not born again, um, uh, that truth doesn't reside. But you can remedy that by the end of the service, uh, whether you're online or here in person. And so here's the thing, though. The Holy Spirit is everywhere, even if you're not born again. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And we see this in Psalm 139, starting in verse 7. Uh, Where can I go, the psalmist says, from what? From your spirit. This, this one says presence, but other New King James uh, translations say uh, spirit. Or where can I flee from your presence? Can you flee from his presence? No, watch this verse 8. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in, that's in hell. Behold what? You are there. People say, well, I'm going through hell. Guess who's there? The Holy Spirit. And if you'll acknowledge him, he'll open your eyes to the table that he has set before you. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, where is that table set up? In the presence of your... Oh, man, but I just wanted to have dinner with my friends. Like I heard one preacher say, it's, of course that table's for your supply, but it's also for you to give to your enemies. Woo! So we said, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. You can share. You know, your enemy will probably give up their anger if you bless them instead of curse them. Amen? Hallelujah. So he says this. He says in verse 8, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Come on, these are great promises. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. In other words, God doesn't care if it's dark or light. He's not concerned. He's got the answer, amen? For you formed my inward parts. I love this. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am what? Fearfully and... Yes, you are. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. This is amazing. Some of this revelation here is just phenomenal. Watch this, verse 16. Your eyes saw my substance being yet formed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. Now think about that verse. The Holy Spirit has the book that is written about your life. He has the book written. Where You say, where is the book? It's the book of life. I used to think about this, and I think there's some truth here. I haven't fully proved it out. But most people think about the book of life and your name being written it. They think, yeah, that means you're saved. I believe that your name's in it, but also all your days are written in it. 
And you can choose to live out of what God has predestined for you already, or you can choose not to. Come on, think about this, think about this, think about this. We talked about this last week. The Holy Spirit searches what? The deep things of God, and then He does what? He reveals them to you. How many know the Holy Spirit can read the book and reveal to you? You say, preacher, what are you telling me? That the Holy Spirit reaches into eternity, draws from it, and enlightens your mind? Thank you. That's exactly the point I was going to make. You're way ahead of me in your thought process. And then from there, not only that, let me just say this. People say, well, I don't know how to hear from the Holy Spirit. Read. This is part of the book. Know who you are in Christ. How many know that's part of the story? That's part of the written down before eternity. I came from eternity. I'm going back to eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm going back to where I came from. I'm not going to visit the devil. He likes that fire and brimstone and bad smell and I don't. Me and him are not buds. We don't hang out. We justifiably hate each other. As far as I can tell, he's the only one I can hate. So I practice it. (laughs) How many know that all humans are valuable and they matter? How many know that Satan and all his demons do not matter? (laughs) I'm totally against them altogether. How about you? Amen? If you want to hurt Satan, obey the word. And don't listen to the the spirit of Antichrist that tries to stir up all the world. Amen? Get after the enemy. So the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, which means he's what? He's everywhere. He is everywhere. He is also omnipotent, which means all-powerful. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, he's all-powerful. Now, you don't want to just hear these words for some of you that you've heard them before and you think, yeah, I know that, do you? So you're seeing the full manifestation of these truths in your life, okay? So you got to be careful that you don't listen with repetitive ears, but give it a fresh listening to and allow it to impact your life to where you are practicing it. So if in the middle of the night you wake up and you have a thought come to you or fear tries to come at you, you don't need to just sit there and go, Lord, where are you? Where are you? You need to say, Lord, you are omnipresent. You are everywhere, Holy Ghost. You are with me right now. And in the name of Jesus, I take authority over fear. Come on, how many have ever been woken up with a fear of death trying to come to you? I'll raise both my hands. How about, since I'll be honest. Amen? People are like, I don't want to admit that. Well, I admit it was there. It just doesn't have the right to stay. Come on. Right? Because why? Because you're a covenant child. You've been made righteous, which means what? You have authority, and you have authority to what? Express the truth of the word, the covenant, the standard that has been given to you in faith from the legality of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And that signing of that check, the release of that authority, the ability to speak out truth is is linked to you speaking things in the name of Jesus to your enemy. 
So you can declare, not only is the Holy Spirit within me, devil, but he's all around me. And this fear is not for me. So I bind it in the name of Jesus and I command it to leave. How many know this? When you do that, not only does the Holy Spirit go into action, but how many know that angels hearken to the word of God and they perform what you declare in faith? Amen? So then it starts working. So then you know it's working and it's operating for you. So then what do you need to do after you've declared that? You just need to lift both hands to the Lord right there. And if your spouse is in bed with you, you can do it quietly. Or maybe you want to wake them up. I don't know. But anyway, you can just say, thank you, Lord, that you heard me and the word is working. Amen. My authority has gone out that you've given me, and I thank you that it's working, and the enemy is doing his part. Lord, you said my part was to submit to you and to your word and to resist the devil, and his part was to run. So, devil, put your Nikes on. Go for a jog. I said go for a jog. I heard Jesse DePlanis say this one time. He said... The enemy tried to give me a cold, and I said, no, I'm not taking that. And he said, give it to that person. They're believing for it. <laughs> Jeez. He's an evangelist, not a pastor, because <laughs> he gets to leave after he says stuff like that. So, God is omnipotent. The Holy Spirit is omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, this is Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will what? overshadow you, therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called what? The Son of God. How many know the Holy Spirit was directly involved in omnipotent power in the forming of Jesus Christ within the womb of Mary? How many know this? If you do not believe that Jesus came as a man and that it was supernatural, you are not born again. You must believe this to be born again. Don't minimize it. People come up with all sorts of weird doctrines and things that aren't even biblical at all. If you don't believe this, you are not born again because everything about our salvation is spectacular, supernatural, and miraculous. If it is not, it is not of the full power of God, and it is, and it is of the full power of God. He, the Holy Spirit, is omnipotent. Watch this now. Overshadow means to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. How many have ever heard of the glory cloud? You've read of a description of the glory cloud or you've seen it yourself. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit. What is it? A haze of brilliancy. Brother Hagin used to tell us, he said it was almost like a cloud came in, but it had like silver in it or, or bright, shiny, very bright. And there was a mist with it, but it was shiny. It was brilliant. The Holy Spirit. Amen? Uh, so brilliancy. Um, Overshadowing has to do with this, to invest with preternatural, preternatural, is that the word? P-R-E-T-E-R, natural, beyond what is normal or natural influence. The Holy Spirit is omnipotent. In your life, he invests on you and in you beyond what is normal or natural influence. You are a carrier as one who's born again of beyond what is natural or normal. You carry supernatural influence within you. Come on. Some of you don't believe this. I'll, I'll do my best to convince you here. 
you carry within you the one who overshadowed or hovered over the earth when it was being created. Come on, come on, believe it, believe it with me. All right? Believe what the Lord has said about you. You carry that within you right now. So what problem are you facing that's too difficult for omnipotent? Come on. Amen? You see, it can't be that simple. It is that simple. Come on, declare the word of the Lord over your situation, the promise. Declare, no, Lord, your word. Even if you don't know a promise, just go, well, I know this ain't you, God, because it's ugly. (laughs) So I believe what that funny preacher said at the church the other day, and uh, go ahead and move in Jesus' name, and then just watch. He'll move on your behalf. Oh, come on, his name is faithful. Not, I wonder if. Jehovah, I wonder if. (laughs) Jehovah, maybe I will. No. No, he's faithful. He watches over his word and he does what? He performs it. Come on, I serve a God who's performing right now. He's working in my life. He's causing me to grow spiritually. He's causing me to develop. He's transforming the way I think. He's working in my body as health and medicine. He's manifesting himself in my finances. He's working in my marriage, in my kids. My kids can't get away from me. You realize it doesn't matter what they... I have authority in the name of Jesus. As long as the world spins and I draw a breath, I will function in faith and they will serve God. That sounds a whole lot different than, I just don't know what to do. (laughs) Come on, say, I have the omnipotent one, so I know what to do. Yes, because I know, we need to say it. Say, I I know know him. him. (laughs) I love it. Romans 15, 13. We see more about this omnipotent power. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Wow, notice it's in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So should you ever be hopeless? Why? Because your hope is empowered by omnipotence. I never am in a hopeless situation. Ever. Why? Because by the power of the Holy Spirit, I abound in expectation. Come on, Brenna. You abound in expectation in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I've got the spirit of omnipotent hope inside of me. Hope is not wishing. In the scripture, it is a confident expectation of good. Come on. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of... Amen. You're abounding in hope. Well, this situation has been a long-running one. Ooh, there's going to be a bigger testimony. My patience is going to be that much stronger. (laughs) Just wait. Just tell. You need to tell people. Just hang around. Wait till this time next year. You see where I'm at? Why? I'm abounding in omnipotent power of hope. 
the things that have dominated me or are even dominating me now, I'm not expecting them to say. I'm expecting them that they're already defeated and they're going to come into line with what the Lord has said about me in covenant. And by this time next year, I'm going to be the physician, not the patient. Come on, someone, we need, we need, in our minds, we need to turn the gown around. <laughs> you know, when you're the patient, your back parts are hanging out, you know, right here. But when you're the doctor... Right? You got the coat that over the top, you walk in, you say, let me check your temperature. Let me check. Why? Because you're the healer. Why? Why is that? The the healer has been healed. When you're healed, you're the... How many know when you go through something difficult, and, and Mark was talking about this this morning, and you have to look at it like this. I'm not going through this trial because God wants to kill me. It's not the issue. The issue is I need to walk through this thing because I live on the planet and it's here. It's not that God's the author of it. Satan is the author of it. But you need to hold a mentality in your mind that when this is all said and done, devil, I'm going to, you're, you're going to end up having your complete lunch eaten by me. Not only am I going to eat everything you're trying to do in my life, devil, in the sense of overcome and beat it. After I'm done, I'm going to throw away the bag and you're never going to see that lunch again. Then I'm going to turn around afterwards and I'm going to share. I'm going to minister out of everything that the Lord has taught me in the middle of all of this to somebody else. And they won't go half, they won't go halfway through what I went through. In other words, I'm going to be a vessel that unravels your, the, the, the potential prosperity of your weapons against me and against others in other words what somebody comes in and goes have you seen this yoke before and you look at it and you go yeah i had that last year the lord delivered me how did he do it well let me show you click 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 boom yoke gone in the name of jesus right you shouldn't be so happy how do you know it's happenstance Maybe it's just the joy of the Lord. Maybe we just already have the victory. Maybe it doesn't matter what goes on in this earth because we've already passed from death unto life. Maybe we have an understanding of eternity and we're not temporal. Maybe we have an understanding of it that no matter where we go, there the Holy Spirit is. Because he is omnipresent. And no matter where he is, he is also omnipotent. So maybe we don't look at the circumstances the way the rest of the world does. And we don't see the troubles the way the rest of the world does. Or even the rest of the church. We look at him from the perspective of the, of the one who is within us, who has given us a what? A mentality of that omnipotent is with you. So go ahead and rejoice. Maybe it's a matter of perspective. And we're to live from a transformed mind. You have the victory. You're seated in heavenly... Uh, Debbie was saying it this morning. You're seated in heavenly places right now. You're born again. You're there. People say, well, it doesn't seem like that. That's because you're watching the news too much. The news is wrong. Skip down in Romans 15 to verse 19. Paul says this. I'm going to start in verse 18 just to give it a little context. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me. How many know Christ accomplished things through you? In word and deed, and make the, to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and what? By the of what? The power of what? Spirit of God. How do the healings happen after city quakes over? By the power of the city of uh, by the power of the Spirit of God. Amen. Somebody say this with me. 
Lift your both your hands up like this. Power, Power. is in these hands. Now, the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? That's what it says, right? So everybody go like this. That is a lot of weapons against the enemy. You say, I don't know if that's who I am. Then it won't work for you. But I'm trying to tell you that the Lord has told you that this is what you are. So if you believe it, it'll work. If you don't, then we'll keep working with you. We love you. (laughs) Amen. He is mighty signs and wonders. I find it interesting that Paul used the word mighty. It means power, strength, violence, and wonderful. I thought the Holy Spirit was powerful. These weren't just any kind of signs and wonders. These were like, whoa, did you see that? Come on, some of you need to use your faith right now. Come on, think about this. People say, what are we going to do? You know, the church comes with all all these psychology ways to try and get people to give up sins. How about bringing, how about having a violent miracle? That's what it says. That word mighty means violence. You say, what does that mean? How many have read after Smith Wigglesworth? Here's a guy who had some violent miracles. People say, where do I find that? Google it. Google. Go Google it. Smith Wigglesworth. I said that name, my son goes, that's a funny last name. (laughs) It is a funny last name. Google it. Amen? Look it up. In other words... The Holy Spirit can empower you and has empowered you in omniscience and uh, and omnipotent power. He has all those. I'm not saying you're omniscient. You're not everywhere. You're not all-knowing. You're not all-powerful. But you have him with you, which means you have access to the information that you need from him. People say, well, I asked about it, and it didn't really come. No, you got to spend time with the Lord. And as you do, you'll get the answers. This is what really probably more than anything needs to be believed. I've got to mark where I, where I stop here so I don't redo it. So I marked it real quick. This is what really needs to happen more than anything. More than anything, what really needs to happen in your life is that you need to decide that that is who I am. And that is what the Lord has said about me. Now, last week we did, we had quite a few testimonies. Oh, that's right. I didn't preach last week. It was two weeks ago. But last week we had quite a few testimonies from the City Quake uh, deal. Was that last week or the week before? Where am I at? The Lord is with me. It doesn't matter. All right. So, but my my point is this, is that that, um, you need to believe what the Lord has said about you. Now, listen to me. Don't come to me or to the altar care team after this, and it, when, when they're talking to you or praying for you, or if they minister to you, don't tell them you can't believe. That's a lie. You can believe, you just have to choose to. You say, oh, I don't know about that. Listen to me. I chose, that I was, I chose to believe that I was free from addictions before it happened. I chose, you can choose in the midst of feeling fear, you can say, no, I refuse this fear. I do not sit there and go, there is no fear. 
I recognize the fear is there. Come on. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not saying that you deny a reality, a spiritual reality. I'm saying you deny its right to be with you, in you, on you, or around you. That's what I'm saying. You can choose to believe. Well, I've been like this forever. Stop that. Realize you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are not an old dog. Learn a new trick. Come on. You are not an old dog. I don't care how old you are. You know, people say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And where is that in the epistles? Because I haven't found it. I haven't found it. I've found where you're a new creation in Christ Jesus that all old things, somebody say the old dog dog. passed away. away. (laughs) That should be your quote on Facebook. Pastor Sean said the old dog has passed away. People will wonder and then you can start a conversation with them. (laughs) You are free in the name of Jesus. Walk in it. Amen. Walk in it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Father, for today. If you're in this place or online, if you're online and you want to receive Jesus, you're going to have to message us, and we will contact you and take care of that. But if you're in this place today and you either have never received Christ as your Savior or you know you need to rededicate just your life to Him, I want to pray with you where you're at, and I want to do that right now. So if that's you, uh, would you just raise your hand where you're at so I know? so I can see and my ushers will help as best they can. But if you need to give your life to Christ, you need to know that when you get out of this life, you're going right to heaven and to be with him and, and, and to have eternal, what we call eternal security in that sense. If that's you, would you raise your hand where you're at? I don't see anybody yet. Praise God. All right. So I'm going to assume everybody's born again. Now, if online... If you are joining us and you'd like to give your life to the Lord, please contact us. We will uh, be sure to uh, contact you, pray with you, and then also get you some material, Bible, and stuff like that. So, everybody, if you'd stand with me this morning. If you need prayer for anything, we're going to make that available. The altar care team will be up here. Um, If you need prayer for, I don't care what it is, even if you need just a buoy up in your faith. What I mean by that is you need somebody to agree with you, to help you. they're here and available for that. They will be here up at the front, available for that. Um, how many received something from, from the Lord this morning? Amen. Did you get something? How many know God's good? Amen. This week, guys, I challenge you. Don't get in a tizzy over all the stuff that's going on. Now, listen to me. Stand up for truth. Declare truth. And, and do it in a loving way. But if we, we are the voices of, of true wisdom and reason, the body of Christ is, okay? Do, am, you say, well, you, you can't be for a mandated, I'm going to deal with this, the mandated mass thing. I'm not for it at all. But breaking out somebody's rear window because they won't wear a mask? I'm not for that either. Okay? Or, or vice, whatever. We, 
we don't want to just attack people. We want to inform them without yielding our own rights. Amen? Okay? So, you, don't be afraid. Secondly, hear me, please. Stop listening to the news media on the cases. It doesn't matter. Listen to me. People say, people say uh, oh, no, the cases are going up. Look at the deaths and the hospitalizations. Listen to me very carefully now. You're going to hear it. This is wisdom. If you are one who is susceptible, do what you need to do. Amen? Take what we call, and this is, this is just common to America, personal responsibility. Wash your hands. If you need to wear a mask, wear one. Go ahead. I don't care. But don't go attack somebody because they're not doing... You realize we are a free nation. People say, well, it doesn't feel like it. Well, it'll get worse if we don't believe for it and stand up in the freedoms. But long before any of this stuff... And what's happening is, is you're seeing the dividing line in the political parties. And people say, well, we shouldn't make it political. It has been made political. Stop trying to manipulate me with your little twisty words. I won't fall for it. I'm too smart for that. I have the Holy Spirit within me. It isn't about everybody should have to wear a mask. It's about you have the freedom to wear one, so go ahead. And I'm going to say this. 99% of you will never have an issue. Statistically. Now, I'm going to address this because I can, because it was addressed. I have the letter printed out with all the regulations and everything Okay, the governor sent out a letter that stated that he had the responsibility of caring for the health of Montanans. I'm not against that at all. This is not about Democrat or Republican or any of that. But I have a hard time taking directives from somebody who keeps abortion clinics open. Which is health. If you really want to get down to this and we really want to get after it, let's make alcohol illegal. Let's make all these things. Guys, we can't. Laws. It's just crazy how insane people can get over the simplest little things. How about we live in peace and rationale and realize that we live in a fallen world? There are some things that need laws. There are some things that don't. Guys. Think about it. Go to the statistics. Go to the CDC's website. Look at the breakdown of what happened. In the letter, it states uh, he, the, the governor and his group gives the directive and how many people have died from the disease. It's 0.04 in the United States. And what they are doing is they're not really reporting the death strong. What are they reporting? All the cases which I will help you with something. It's developing herd immunity. And I will say this as well. Your kids are almost completely immune to this thing even doing anything to you, to them. And I'm not quoting, I'm quoting Dr. Atlas. Go look up Dr. Atlas. He's been a doctor for years, and he's an honored, respected man. And the other side of it, and we're going to come out with some videos on this here in August, but yeah, (laughs) we need to. I am not going to go around and tell people 
that they have to wear a mask or not. You saw the sign when you came in. If you want to wear one, wear one. We're not going to get after you. There's hand sanitizer there. There's soap in the bathrooms. Amen? Okay? Uh, we're not going to, we're not going to, but you're not, but pe- the other side of it is people are not going to come in and go, you have to do this. We're going to make you. No. That is communism. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> so this either makes people love us or hate us one or the other, but I've been at it long enough. I don't care. I don't, we have to stand for truth. The silent majority cannot be silent, but how you say it is important. Because I will tell you this, most people don't know what you know. And I will say this as well, along with, because this is just, I know this from common, just day-to-day type stuff. We make, we read through these things. I have people that read through these things um, when the directives come out and different things like that so we can look at them. But you know, there are whole businesses that don't read through them, guys. They don't. And so if we're informed, then we can inform, and truth sets people free. Amen? For the majority of people, when you look at the statistics, even in the death rates, you're talking about people that are in their 80s and 90s with what they call comorbid situations. In other words, they have some underlying thing. Listen to me. Even the case rise, the spike rise in cases... These are people that the hospitals are now open again. They're testing every one of them for COVID. Just because they're in the hospital doesn't mean they're there because of COVID. They could be in there because of a surgery, but they tested positive for COVID. So it goes down on the the record. They may never even have a symptom. It may never even affect them. But I will say this. How do you defeat a virus? Let me ask you something. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Okay, hear me out here. We got nurses in the church too. So, but let me let me say this. Let me say this. Is there such a thing like let's just take the flu vaccine. Has it ever stopped the flu? Your body by the grace of God is designed to defeat. Come on, say it with me. My body. If if virus comes on my body, My immune system recognizes it, adjusts, and attacks it. It's designed. Even, listen to me very carefully here. Even if, and this is just the reality of this situation, as far as the actual stats, COVID-19 is no more deadly than the flu. They're the same. So why are we shutting the whole world down because of it? And they're, they're manipu- there's a manipulation, guys, that's going on. They're trying to make it that you, everybody is responsible for everybody else. And there's a, there's a level of love that we need to have. But how many know that if, if people in nursing homes are more susceptible, they need to quarantine those nursing homes? They do. They absolutely do. They need to protect those people. But you can't shut down the entire planet. Well, you can. So you say, what's the solution, preacher? We have November 11th or November 3rd coming. If we as Americans don't like the laws, we can elect new legislators to write more reasonable laws. Amen? Yeah, we can write them ourselves. And bring, if, if they'll, so you say, well, I don't like the way this is being done. Change the governor, 
Change the county health official. That's how it works. That's right. It is we the people. And so, but wait, now, now think about this with me. How did those laws get there? Because of the politicians that were voted in. So what's the, re, what's the response? We need to change the politicians that are in there. Amen? Okay. Boy. All right. (laughs) But here's the deal. I'm okay if you're passionate about it. But remember, most people may not know what you know. So inform them, as we've been learning in, in our leadership classes, inform them in a spirit of gentleness and meekness. Amen? Say, hey, look, look, I understand what you're doing here. But do you actually understand what the law says? And, and begin to take them into that education process because it's the sweetness of the lips that increases learning. I don't want to go to war unless I have to. But I'm not against it. But I'll tell you this. I don't believe we're anywhere near there at this point, okay? Let's believe, God, that the authorities are going to be those that have a sword for evil and keep going that direction. If we need to go to battle, how many know our nation was founded because they went to battle? All right? And I understand that. But I don't believe we're there right now. But I will say this. Those were men of God. And there was a whole regiment of black coats. You say, what were the black coats? They were preachers that went to war. And I'm willing. But I don't think we're there. Don't, don't. If, if you see somebody driving down the street by themselves in their own car with their mask on. <laughs> bless them and pray for them. Don't curse them, amen? If you need to laugh a little bit, just don't let them know. If you've done that, we bless you. (laughs) We love you. All right. (laughs) Okay, if you see somebody jogging with their mask on, you can stop them and say the directive says and then show them that you're doing any physical exercise, you don't have to wear a mask because it says it in there. So you say, why aren't people wearing masks in here? Because we're Pentecostal. So we, (laughs) we believe in dancing, jumping, shouting. We need to be able to breathe, you know. (laughs) But no, guys, no. Naturally, we clean the place. There's hand sanitizer. Use it. You're not not in faith if you use it. Okay? Wash your hands. For God's sakes, wash your hands. You You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Have a great week, and we'll see you uh, next Sunday. God bless you guys. Youth on Wednesday night. (laughs) If you need prayer, you can come. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.